Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. If you're His, He is at work in your life. He promised us He will cause all things to work together for the good of those who are the called according to His purpose. If He has called you to Himself, if He's drawing you to Himself, He promises He will cause all things to work together for your good. Now, listen, it may be tragic. It may be something horrible. But He says He will make it do good in your life. He will make it work for your good. The Lord has promised that He will cause all things to work together for the good of those who are His chosen. Pastor Robert explains that this might result in tragic events, but be reassured that good will ultimately come out of those challenging situations. I understand this is a hard topic, and we do live in a sin-filled world, but your Heavenly Father does have your best interest at heart in all areas. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. second action statement he gives us here is that we need to hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Hold fast, he says. I mean, that, that communicates pretty clearly what he's talking about, right? Hold on to it. Hold on to it. Don't let it go. Persevere through the hardships, through the difficulties. When life becomes confusing and difficult and, you know, the, the ugly, hard to handle, don't allow that to steal from you the sense of an, anticipation and adventure that he's going to do something in this. God is at work. If you're his, he is at work in your life. He promised us he will cause all things to work together for the good of those who are the called according to his purpose. If he has called you to himself, if he's drawing you to himself, he promises he will cause all things to work together for your good. Now, listen, it may be tragic. It may be something horrible. But he says he will make it do good in your life. He will make it work for your good. That's what he promises. You can trust him. Hebrews 11.6 says that faith is trusting that God really is there and that he really does reward those who seek him. See, there's a lot of misunderstanding in our world today and in the church today concerning faith. I I believe that, that many, many Christians are confused concerning faith and what it really is. A lot of times what, what is taught in Christian circles is that faith is just believing really hard on this or that or the other. In other words, whatever it is you need, whatever it is you want, you just have to believe hard enough and you will have it. But that's not really a biblical understanding of faith. And I've illustrated it this way before. You know, when, when, my, when my son, who is now 19, when he was about four or five years old, he wanted a pocket knife. The first uh, service reacted to this. I know. But see, I grew up in the construction industry. 
I see this as a tool. All you city people see it as a weapon. I used this on wood when I was growing up. I've always, since I was about 10 years old, carried a pocket knife. I've had something like this in my back pocket since I was, you know, 11 or 12 anyway. My dad put me to work when I was 11, and you needed a pocket knife at work. And we hunted. When I killed something, we brought it home and ate it. So I used it for that. But when my four-year-old said, Daddy, I want one, I said, no. <laughs> Why? Anybody? Yeah. He, he, what? Really? Not going to happen. Was that a permanent no? No, it wasn't a permanent no. I just, I loved the kid. I didn't want him to hurt himself or hurt somebody else. He wasn't ready for it yet. But I, the time would come, and I told him, I said, you know, you, you, need, to, you need to grow a little bit more. And, and when you reach a point where you're, you're old enough and you're responsible enough, and he would ask me, you know, like, you know how they are, right? Every month, you know, <laughs> can I have it now? Can I have it now? You know? <laughs> but he did reach a point to where I could trust him with a pocket knife. I could allow him to have a pocket knife. Now, our Father in heaven loves us perfectly. Perfectly. He knows you perfectly. You could beg him for your version of this pocket knife, whatever it might be, until you're blue in the face. He's still going to say no because he loves you too much to give it to you. He's not going to give you that which would be harmful to you. So he will continue to say no. The kind of faith that says, I just, I just, oh, I just, I, if I had enough faith, he would do this. If I had enough faith, he would make that happen. If I had enough faith, he would change her. No, no, he won't. He won't violate somebody else's free will. He won't do that. So what is biblical faith? Well, it is believing that he really is there and you really can trust him. That he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He's there and you can trust him. He's there and he's good. Now, listen, sometimes that's all you've got. And that's okay. You know, when you're going through something tragic, if you're going through something horrible and you're completely confused, it's okay to just tell him, listen, I'm not liking this at all. I'm a little mad at you right now, in fact. I don't get this. I really don't understand. But I, I want to understand because I, I do believe you, that you're there, and, and I do believe that you're good. I know you don't play games with us. You love us. So help me to understand it. Show me what you're doing. Show me why you're allowing this in my life right now. What, what's happening? He's there and he's good. And you can trust him to guide you through stuff. So he says, hold fast. Hold fast to that hope, that expectation. The idea of hope in scripture is, is not, it's, it's not ambiguous. It's not, oh, I, you know, I hope it works out. No, it's, it's, it's more of a sense of anticipation. What's he going to do with this? How is God going to work in this? How is God going to take this and work it to good? Because I know he will. It may take him a while, but I know he will. And that sense of adventure in it. You know, I've heard, you've heard me say it before, you know, quoting Sabino Wernbrand. Um, she and her husband started the Voice of the Martyrs. They were Romanian. He was a Romanian pastor and spent years and years and years in prison in Romania. And because of his faith. And in, in the book that she wrote, she made this statement, God wastes no suffering. And so when it's really ugly, 
and really painful and really hard, then God is doing something really big. You may not even see it in this lifetime, but he's doing something really big if it's really ugly. Do you understand? We have to trust him. Third and final action. He says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. You know, these days it's so common to hear statements like, well, I just don't think I have to be a Christian, you know, or or go to church in order to be a Christian or or something along the line of, you know, I mean, a person can be spiritual without getting involved with the organized religion. I just don't, you know, I don't really have want anything much to do with organized religion. Well, listen, that's just, I'm sorry, but that's just foolishness. It's a cop-out. It's an excuse. Now, I do, I understand that sometimes people have been hurt by Christians or or by pastors, by churches. I get that. It happened to me. I was 15 years old. I've told the story before, but, you know, going to a church, my neighbors went to it, and, you know, I had a crush on the girl that lived next door, and they went to this Christian school that, that um, you know, they had a basketball game, and so I convinced my parents to drive me and a friend of mine and my sister, and I think there were like three of us boys and, and, and my younger sister. 30 or 40 minutes it took, you know, drive us to the, to the school and, and drop us off. And it was storming outside, you know, thunderstorm and, and um, raining buckets. And they dropped, you know, dropped us off and went back home. My sister went on in the gym, and, and, and this, this older guy was standing there by the, by the door, and he put his hand out, and, you know, against my chest and stopped me and said, no, you're not coming in here like that. And I'm like, like what? Get a haircut. Yeah, I, I had shoulder-length hair. And I'm the, but my sister's, you're not coming in here. I was so mad and embarrassed and hurt. You know what I mean? I mean, it was all these, I was a 15-year-old kid, and you know, this guy, and, and my hair wasn't that long. It's, you know, not, not that that should have mattered. But I'm like, Really? My younger sisters, and the, the, I mean, it had such an impact on me. The younger sister of the girl I had the crush on was standing there and witnessed the whole thing. And she said to me, don't, don't worry, I'll, you know, I'll tell your sister where you are. It had such an impact on her that she reached out to me on Facebook two years ago to apologize for that incident. On behalf of that, she's like, I'm, she said, you know, I thought about this. 40 years later, you understand, 40 years later, I understand being hurt with churches. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia. So she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio, teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some 
Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff. I don't want the fluff stuff. I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it. I have time to do it. So we did that. We sent some books. We sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that, and they started a little Bible study group, and, and God was just using that little 15-minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.